Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Mike Brad. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? All right, Shane, right off the top, got to address this, uh, you know, terrible. Just terrible news out of uh, Starkville here. Mike Leach, taken to the hospital, airlifted, is being reported by uh, Mississippi State. Um, man, dealing he he's on record. He's been dealing with pneumonia, and just you know thoughts and prayers with Coach Leach as we're recording here Sunday evening. Hope for the best for him and his family. Just uh, incredibly difficult situation here, and with Coach Leach not available currently. Zach Arnett, defensive coordinator, has taken over as interim coach at Mississippi yeah. State. But just, man, uh, scary, sudden news yeah. here. You know what? And we're recording this uh, 8.46 p.m. on Sunday night. And yeah, it doesn't sound good, man. It really sounds bad. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you're the praying type, but, you know, keep, keep his family and your thoughts and prayers. Uh, you know, you don't want to see this with anybody. Yeah, nonetheless, a coach that you that you admire, and you know they got family and stuff around the holidays. This 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 is not not good news. So uh, keep them bulldogs in your in your thoughts. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Shane, it's tough to move on from that, but you know we like to keep it as light as we can. And man, when mm-hmm. I saw this photo, I knew we had to include it on the show. I sent it over to you, but uh, Missouri and Kansas, Shane apparently played yeah. a basketball game. <laughs> Over the weekend, yeah. unfortunately, Missouri went down. But uh, guess who showed up? And guess who was in the student section <laughs> holding up a sign reading five level one violations? None other than Coach Eli Drinkwitz here trolling yeah. Kansas. And if, if you don't get the backstory, Kansas was hit with five level one violations under their current coach. Should probably be fired when you have – I mean, hell, they, they ran off Pruitt for the same damn thing. But <laughs> they're a little bit more successful on the court there out there at Kansas than they are football. So I mm-hmm. I just thought that was hilarious. Well, at first I thought he was making fun of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we playing Missouri? I didn't know we were doing conference play already. So he got me. And then I was like, oh, it's Kansas. We good. We good, Casey Eli. That one's good. So I was afraid to retweet it immediately. But this is classic, man. This is what I want, man. I want a ballsy coach that gets out there and ruffles some feathers because it wasn't that long ago they were dragging his ass under the um, under the the bus because they were afraid to play. Yeah. So this is what this is what I, this is what rivalries are, and I hope that we see more of it. Yeah, and, and one more thing on Mizzou, Shane. Good news here, great news, really, in my opinion. Theo Weiss, former Oklahoma receiver, he's announced, hey, he's joining 
Drinks Missouri program here. And going back, Shane, and watching Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, I went back and watched every throw he ever had as an Oklahoma Sooner. And in my opinion, Theo Weiss was the best receiver in a receiving core that included uh, Jadon Hazelwood, who he went to Arkansas and was top 10 in, in the SEC in receiving. They've had a number of great receivers there at Oklahoma. Theo Weiss was a baller. So 64 catches, over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns during his Oklahoma career. This is a nice addition after you – know, yeah. you haven't lost Dominic Lovett yet, but, uh, you know, assuming you do – he is in the portal. Assuming you do lose him, this is a nice little makeup here. Theo Weiss to pair with Luther Burden. Could do a lot worse than those two. You know what? Dude, that's a big get, man. This isn't something Missouri was doing two years ago. I, I, I think that says a lot about the program and what, what Eli's building up there. So, yeah. you know, you, you got one out. It's a two-way door, man. <laughs> we'll let someone else back in, and it sounds like they got him a good one here. Yeah, speaking of basically that same thing, Shane, let's kick it all down to Kentucky real quick. Cause huge news. I think this dropped on uh, Friday, Saturday, something like yeah. that. But uh, uh, Chris Mortensen, ESPN, of course, reporting Liam Cohen – Back to mm-hmm. Kentucky. Oh, Shane, I heard you can't know how many Kentucky people reached out to me <laughs> saying, oh, you you selling that Kentucky sock? Well, I'm, I'm back. I'm back on a bad wagon, man. <laughs> All it took was Liam Cohen. We have that answer at offensive coordinator. They've not officially announced it, but uh, I don't think that's got anything other than do than, than uh, the Rams are still playing football games here. But this is huge. They should make it official, Mike. They should do it before this bowl game comes out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that. The Music City Bowl up here, the yeah, with nobody playing. But you know, we we got to realize, Shane, when he took over Kentucky, they were literally a wildcat offense. Yeah, I mean, they had nothing, and right. here he goes. He takes this guy, Will Levis. I know he's got his critics, us included at times, but Will Levis, when he came to Kentucky, Shane, he had more rushing attempts than passing attempts as a college quarterback. Yeah. So this was nowhere near an NFL. I mean, it was ridiculous to to even put him in NFL draft consideration. One year with going, you got people out here saying he's the number one overall pick. <laughs> so that gives you an indication of uh, how outstanding Liam Cohen was in his one season there with Kentucky. Uh, how about these stats, Shane? One of the best out there sports source analytics. This is a service that the the college and NFL teams, they pay this service to, to put out analytics for them. Uh, according to his model, Kentucky, second best offensive control in the country the one mm. year Liam Cohen was calling the plays up there. They dropped all the way to 71 this season with uh, the same quarterback, same running back. So, Gives you an indication again. He's he's not a miracle worker here. We still got to get a quarterback, but yeah. the fact that we got Liam Cohen has got to make Kentucky one of the more attractive quarterback destinations for every quarterback in the portal. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big part is the timing. The timing couldn't be better. The portal's still open. You've not lost any recruits. You know, you can get out there and you can sell what this football team looked like two years ago. Yeah. And you could say, hey, we're bringing this back. We got a guy that's got NFL experience, and he he just needs a quarterback. That's really it, Mike. They need a quarterback. And, And even if it is on that roster, I feel better with the Kentucky situation knowing that he's at the helm. Shane, I'm wearing my blue Kentucky That SEC Podcast shirt for a reason, man. I'm that He's fired back. up to get He's Liam back. Cohen back on the, on the team. You know what? 
They're getting first place votes next year at the SEC Media Days. That's coming from Mike, SEC Mike. <laughs> well, speaking of first place votes, we got to talk about this. I was on, if you missed it, we've uploaded it to YouTube. But I was, I opened the Paul Feinbaum show, Shane, on Friday. And, of course, what did he want to talk about? Bobby Petrino being interviewed <laughs> up there at Texas A&M Offensive Coordinator. Oh, man, how great this would be for us for the on a content perspective. But I would yeah. I would go so far, Shane, to say this is great. I mean, this is just a uh, you know being reported. It's not official at, or anything, but I hope it does happen, Shane, because I think Bobby Petrino is exactly what they need down there in Texas A&M. He is an outstanding play caller. He's a guy mm-hmm. that is currently obviously a head coach at Missouri State. But yeah. he is not going to leave a position like that to come down to College Station and not call the place. And right. he's, his resume speaks for itself. Well, all that off the field speaks for itself. But I'm, <laughs> I'm strictly speaking of all in the field, this is not a guy that is going to back down from old Jimbo. Right. I mean, hell, they may get in a fight in the sidelines, you know. But maybe that's what they <laughs> need down there. They need some fire. They need an ace play caller. And that's exactly – what Bobby Petrino is. People like me will be making jokes. I already made it on the Paul Feinbaum show about the motorcycles and everything. But, man, this is potential grand slam. And credit Jimbo, if this is the hire, for thinking outside the box, not just hiring some schlub out here that he, that he can tell, you know, we're going to run this play. We're going to run that play. You ain't telling Bobby Petrino <laughs> nothing. You know what? <laughs> no, I think that's the, I think that's the best part. He ain't going to take shit from Jimbo, and, and right. that's what you need. I think this is a perfect hire, Mike. And, and, you know, it makes me wonder if this is a little bit – and, again, he's not hired yet. I, I probably right. should clarify. You know, this is – just getting an interview is a big deal. But I think it would be a great fit. Not only is he a great offensive mind, something that they could really use down there in College Station, but it makes you wonder if there isn't someone else pulling some strings here too because – you know, say what you want. Jimbo got a little bit on the hot seat here. And if something does happen and you have to pull, you've got a coach here that's, you know, coached Division One. He's coached SEC and was successful at doing so. So you got your hell of an interim coach mm-hmm. sitting there as well, which is crazy to say, especially since the man's not hired. But I just <laughs> – I love it. I, I mean, ever since I saw the Arkansas game this year, yeah. I, I said, you know, he needs back. He needs back in the SEC and – you talk about a perfect setup if he can get down there. That would be an absolute home run hire, in my opinion. Yeah, and I was on uh, John Neighbors, friend of the show. He asked me on his show Friday after all this broke, and he said, well, why in the world would Bobby Petrino leave a head coaching position to come down here to be a coordinator at A&M? And I, here's what I said, Shane. I mean, I think Bobby Petrino's a little bit older, obviously. Yeah. But who in the hell is sitting around watching Missouri State football? I mean, they could win oh. three national titles at their level. They they probably wouldn't have one game televised. Right. When you're running out of your – I don't know how many years he's got left, but let's say he's got five, ten years in his coaching career. Mm-hmm. You want to go out on a right note. And yeah. you come down here, you come to A&M, you revitalize the offense, you turn – you help Jimbo turn this into a big-time winner – the next SEC job that's opening, they're probably considering you to be head coach. Yeah. You ain't getting that at Missouri State. I don't care how well you do. So, I mean, I think this makes sense for all parties involved. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, like I said, it's a great fit. And if I'm Bobby Petrino wanting to get to an SEC again, you know, you're looking at an opportunity here where you don't have to recruit, man. Mm-hmm. The talent's coming. Jimbo's going to get the talent down there. And the, the facilities, everything that you need is just laid out. All you got to do is coach some damn offense and get some points on board and be a little bit more successful than you were last season, which the bar is not too high right now. Right. So I think it's a, a no-brainer if if given the opportunity. Not to mention you're going to make more as an offensive coordinator there than you would a head coach at Missouri State. Right. Well, speaking of uh, coordinators getting hired, Shane, Hugh Freeze working quickly to get his guys in there this all broke on Sunday evening, but uh, it looks like offensive coordinator is going to be former Tulsa head coach Philip Montgomery, and he was at Baylor, Shane, in 2013. He was the offensive coordinator. They averaged 52 points per game. He was the offensive yep. coordinator in 2014. They averaged 48 points per game. Now, I have to go back because I haven't done my full research here. That may, may have been Art Briles calling the plays, but – Whoever it was, Shade. I mean, that's I mean, that's Tennessee Josh Heupel numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this should be exciting, I would think, if I'm an Auburn fan, and and it leads me to believe that Hugh is going to blend his system with uh, you know, the the Bryle system that they're running at Tennessee. They're running it at Ole Miss. They're running at Arkansas. Yeah. Fast pace, tempo. It gives Alabama troubles. Then we're bringing it to Auburn. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think this is potential fantastic hire by Auburn. And I think that's what you want as an Auburn fan. You just want to score some damn points, man. Yeah. Uh, forget the whole defense wins championship mentality. We want to see 40-50 <laughs> on the board, you know, and, and a good ball game. So, I think this is great. I, I I like the moves. I'm starting to see him everywhere. Hugh Freeze popping up everywhere. He's in all these recruits' house, you know, right now. The, the freeze is loose, boys and girls. <laughs> Well, speaking of defense, we don't want to overlook it, Shane. Apparently, Auburn also making moves to hire former Baylor defensive coordinator Ron Roberts. And what's interesting about this, Shane, mm-hmm. sounds like Ron Roberts was on his way to Arkansas. Hugh cut in there, gave him a better deal. <laughs> now it's being reported by multiple outlets. He's going to be the off, excuse me, the defensive coordinator for Hugh Freeze. Baylor had a top ten scoring defense two seasons ago this season kind of fell off the rails but ron roberts he's been a head coach at places like southern louisiana where he was 42 and 29 overall that's pretty good he was also at delta state head coach shane 47 and 16 record this is a successful coach he's worked for billy napier there he was his defensive coordinator at louisiana uh i think this is another excellent hire and uh you know, obviously, when you when you take over a program, you got to nail your coordinator hires. This is a terrific start for old Hugh. I think that's big. You know, that's that's like you said, the key. And how many times have you seen new coaches struggle to find coordinators? If it, it felt like Hugh didn't really have to choose, he he knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He went out there and got it. And now here he snaked Arkansas's uh, defense, possibly defensive coordinator. Is that confirmed? I mean, were they how close in uh, talks were they? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought, he, based on what I was being told, I think he was the choice by Sam Pittman. So, yeah, I mean, this is tough. This is oh. this is the cutthroat SEC, you know what? He's loose, boys and girls. He is <laughs> loose. <laughs> you about to get frostbit this offseason, guys. 
<laughs> the freeze is coming in. <laughs> yeah, and one more. Right up that uh, theme, Shane, Ole Miss quarterback commit, Marcel Reed, one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the southeast here. He's been committed to Lane Kiffin for a while. Official visit to Auburn this weekend. So, oh, man, there is <laughs> there is no love lost between Lane and Hugh, and now Hugh's trying to steal Lane's quarterback. And, and you got to remember, they got Jackson Dart, of course, but the backup, yeah. Luke Altmyer is in the transfer portal. They got literally no backup, no depth at quarterback here Oof. at Ole Miss. So you cannot lose this guy. And you, you definitely can't lose him to a division rival. You know what? Oh, man, I love it. I love how dirty it's getting all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> I mean, college football's always been dirty and fun, but I just think this this next – crop of coaches coming in is making things really interesting so i'm definitely keeping my my uh my eyes peeled here because i want to see how this nil plays up down there too yeah because you know they they stack the cards down there to make it a little <laughs> bit easier for hugh when he landed <laughs> all right chad hey this is a perfect time to let the audience know we are brought to you by game time sidekicks i got my game time sidekicks Right here, they send us a bunch of gear. I liked it so much, Shane, I had to turn around and order a bunch for the holidays. And uh, one of my buddies has had a birthday. I get him his Game Time Sidekicks. You can get your Game Time Sidekicks, Shane, at GameTimeSidekicks.com and get 15% off your entire order. This is a Knoxville, Tennessee-based business run by a Florida Gator. So, hey, not completely biased over here. But uh, this is stainless steel drinkware, Shane. Really outstanding product. A very heavy double wall insulated lined with copper to make sure your drinks stay hot or cold all day, all tailgate, and all work day long. This is officially licensed NCAA gear. They've got every SEC team covered at Game Time Sidekicks. And don't forget that promo code, hey buddy. All one word, and they'll give you 15% off your entire order. Again, that's GameTimeSidekicks.com, promo, hey buddy, all one word. And you can find that information in the show notes. And we're also brought to you by PrizePix, Shane. Head on over to PrizePix.com, daily fantasy sports. What we love about PrizePix, they got college football selections. I was on a heater but damn, Will Levis and A and M. Now I'm on a. You can fade my prize yep. picks selections here, Shane. Oh my God, I'm I'm crashing and burning. But go on over to PrizePicks.com. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks using that promo code SEC. Again, you can find a link to this in the show notes. But that's PrizePicks.com promo SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. So you can play play some daily fantasy sports with us. They got all the professional leagues, not just college football. So whatever sport you're into, even UFC, things like that, they got you covered at prizepicks.com. Man, we got a uh I'll tell you this real quick, Mike. Uh-huh. You want to talk about not serious? How about that damn Heisman race, huh? <laughs> what about it, man? I mean, we're going to be looking back, and, and I'm not. This is all I'm going to say on it. I'm not. I'm not on a box. I'm not yelling for Hendon Hooker here. None yeah. of that jazz. I'm just saying, your Heisman winner got his ass smoked twice by Utah. That got beat by Florida. That barely made a bowl game this year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's not. I'm not. 
knocking the kid, but I, I have a feeling, Mike, in about five or six years, we're going to be looking back and say, what's the kid's name that painted his nails? And then <laughs> he's, you know, he's in Canada now playing football. <laughs> yeah. Or the Heisman guy. Yeah. So I think this race is an absolute joke. Um, I, I think, you know, I would love to see a little bit more clarity with uh, or, or transparency, if you will, with these votes. Yeah. Who's doing the votes? What were the votes? Uh, I like Barrett. He put his out there, his top three. I, I admire that. I didn't agree with him, but this is what he put in there. And I and I would I would take his advice. You know, like the man knows college football clearly. So um, so I just I just wish there was a little bit more transparency there, and, and especially time of submission, or just remove that time like you cannot make the, your submission until after the the uh the the um, conference, conference games yeah conference championships yeah. yeah so that's all i'm going to say on it <laughs> i'm i'm segueing into ser- serious talk but i just had to say it people were asking me what i thought about it and um, i'll be honest with you not 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 against any of the players mm-hmm. but there's a lot of great great freaking athletes that are in the sec this year yep um you know i think about teams like lsu what would they look like without perkins you yeah. know what would vanderbilt look like without um uh what's his name uh ray davis shit, uh well, Ray Davis Mike is a Wright. good one, but I, and I was thinking orgy. Like you remove him, yeah. Uh, you know, from the defense. Like, what is that defense is is already barely hung together. That's an MVP in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, Rocket Sanders. Uh, what you take him off of Arkansas? What do they look like? So I, I just think they need to readjust their 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 opinion on what a true Heisman is, and not necessarily you know a. a who they think is going to have the best record at the end of the year and taking the quarterback from that team. That seems like kind of the, the, the rut we're in when it comes to the Heisman race. Well, here's typical Shane cutting to chapter 12 while I'm yeah. at chapter oh. one here. So oh, hey, I got some lined up. <laughs> All right. Final thing I got on this one, Shane, I just wanted to to pick your brain here. Like I said, you were skipping ahead, but we just had the Heisman ceremony I would say two SEC quarterbacks got robbed from being up there. Hendon Hooker, Bryce Young should have made that cut. But how about a quick look ahead, Shane, to the next season's Heisman contenders from the SEC? How's that sound? Yeah. No, I always like that. I'm I'm a half – well, never mind. I'll just keep going. (laughs) I'm half tired. I'm exhausted, man. It's 9 o'clock now. Well, Tacos are really starting to set in here, Mike. <laughs> well, we know, Shay, this is an award that, uh, for some damn reason, it's exclusively to quarterbacks. I don't know why. Yeah. Don't agree with it. But so, of course, I got to mention there's four quarterbacks, Shane, I think should be on the radar heading into next season. I'll throw these four at you. You let me know if you disagree or maybe if we need to add one or two to the list. But my okay. list starts with KJ Jefferson there at Arkansas. Love us some mm-hmm. KJ. As long as Kendall Browse is back, they got Rocket Sanders. You know, I think they're going to continue to produce on that side of the, of the ball. So I love KJ Jefferson. He's got to be on your short list, I think. Yep. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, provided he yep. does come back, he could go pro. But, I mean, he was electric for the Tigers this season. We've already got Kayshawn Butte committed to returning. You got to believe, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's got to know something behind the scenes that maybe Jaden – will return, so you got to put him on that list. 
Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers, he may be the most prolific passer in SEC history at this point yeah. in time next year. So we got to put him on the list, see what Mississippi State does on the field. And, Shade, for a year now I've been saying pump the brakes. Let's not talk Heisman because this kid's not earned it. But the last couple weeks of the season, I think he's made the list. If he comes back, Spencer Rattler, if he plays as well as he did against Tennessee and Clemson, how could you not consider him at least a contender for the next Heisman? And I mean, naturally, I thought you were going to say him first because when you talked about next year, you know, I'm thinking about how the season ended. Yeah. Who was on top of their game going into the offseason? And I, I really think that Spencer Rattler is playing better than anybody right now. So, yeah. you got to have him on the list. I think what matters, well, for starters, him coming back, but what South Carolina puts around him. But definitely, I could see the love coming into next season. Well, I think maybe I'm a little jaded, Shade, because I knew if I just started with him, everybody would say, oh, God, here we go. Spencer <laughs> Rattler highs. You know what I mean? Like – I've been very clear. Yeah. I've at no point that I ever say he's a Heisman candidate. He should be considered. I'm saying maybe, maybe next year he finally unlocks. If, if he plays like he did the last two games, he's going to yeah. be there, like it or not. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, things a damn quarterback race anyway. Yeah. Whoever's going to win the Heisman's most likely going to be a quarterback because that's what we do with the Heisman these days. <laughs> and and this year. Most of them are leaving out of the SEC. So it doesn't right. leave a whole bunch of people left behind. So I, I let me ask on that note, Mike, and I, I don't know if you're if I'm skipping chapters here, but is there any names that you could see sneaking up here? Is there a maybe a quarterback you got a little a little asterisk beside or or maybe a running back or you mentioned Boutte coming back? Is there a receiver that, that may I mean, I know it's it's tough for them to win it yeah. outright, but is there any names that are kind of on your short list to, to be on that? Yeah, right there with you, Shane. Two players that I think, non-quarterbacks, that I think need to be heavily considered. And if they continue to, to play the at the level they've been playing, they, they'll earn the right to be there. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. I mean, yeah. he might be number one of all non-quarterbacks on the offseason Heisman list. He's just such a freak. He can run it. He can catch. He's an elite blocker now. I mean, yeah. he's a, a, a matchup nightmare. We got to consider Brock Bowers. If it was not just at a quarterback award, I'd say Brock Bowers may be the favorite because he'll be the face yeah. of Georgia next season. So, got to consider him. And how about Ole Miss running back, Quinshaw Junkins, Shane? Mm -hmm. It may be a lot to ask for him to do it once again, but if he leads the SEC in rushing two years in a row and just continues to progress, I mean, a guy – all season, Shane. I was waiting for him to hit the wall. I was thinking, this this guy was in high school last year. He's he cannot keep doing this. He got stronger right. and stronger and stronger, it seemed, as the season went on. So Quinshaw Junkins, I think we got to put him in that conversation as well. <laughs> I wasn't agreeing with you. No, I am agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm also starting a new tape here. Uh no, I'm I'm with you. I'm glad you mentioned Junkins. I thought you were gonna kind of skip him out there but yeah you two years in a row if you can lead the sec and 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 rush and you know he's, he's one could argue he may have more carries this next season so right um i i'm amazed with what they did with him but a full off season of of old miss 
food and nutrition and strength and conditioning. Lord knows what we're going to see next season. So, uh, no, I like that. I like those names. And then I got three more, Shane, that I think are a little bit off the wall. The positions Mm -hmm. they play, the schools they play for, they're probably not going to be considered. But if we're just talking the best players in college football, we need to consider players like this. LSU linebacker Harold Perkins. Yeah. If he is a monster again and he does it for a full season, he's got to be on that short list, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then how about this one, Shane? Again, this this be a little off the wall potentially. Kentucky receiver Barry and Brown. And what I like about him, again, going back to Cohen, he got Wandell Robinson so involved in that offense. That, that's another one, Shane. He had no NFL prospects, Wondell Robinson. Right. Until he played for Cohen, they utilized him. They got him the ball every which way, and he was a second-round pick. I think he was like one of the first players taken in the second round, so nearly a first-round pick. And Barry and Brown, aside from everything we've seen him do at receiver, he returns kicks, which you got to do to be considered for an award like this. So Barry and Brown, I'm throwing him as, as a wild card. What's your thoughts on that? No, I'm with it, man. I'm totally with it. And and what you know, one thing about Cohen is, you know, they had they had a lot of offense go to the next league. Yeah. And I haven't quite seen those guys take the step. Of course, they're still young and, and still have plenty of opportunities. But I think that says a lot that you you almost duped the NFL, making your team look better than they really are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I, I think you take an athlete like Brown that's super elusive. And I think he is truly NFL talent. He's raw. He's super raw. But, you know, if you can harness that speed, I, buddy, there's not a team in the NFL that wouldn't want to have that. And I think you're right. Somebody like that is it could be a focal piece of that Kentucky offense. Mm-hmm. And Cohen's done it before. I expect him, him and Mark to do it this season. So, uh, And they kept him. There was a lot of rumors he was leaving. Right. Uh, a lot of rumors said he was going south to the Big Orange Nation. I was hoping that was going to happen, but <laughs> – Apparently we didn't get enough enough scratch together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more guy on my list, Shane. Again, this guy's probably nowhere near anyone's Heisman list here. So I'm not saying, you know, we put your money on this guy. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But if he continues to shine, Shane, Florida, I love what they do with the ground game. We don't even know who their quarterback's gonna be. We don't know who the receivers are, but I'll tell you what, Shane. They have got them one elite running back, Trevor Etienne. He was a true freshman this season, shined right out the gate. Next season, if he takes that next step up, I mean, he could be a dynamic – well, he already is a dynamic play for yeah. the Florida Gators, but he could be the focal point of that offense. I realize it's tough for a running back to be considered for that. It has happened before, but I think Trevor Etienne's a, a name to know that, uh, you know – if the Florida Gators stun some people and do a 180, you got to look at him as a, as a potential Heisman dark horse. Yeah, no, I I like it. And you know, I mentioned Kato, uh, Kato. I think, sorry, I mentioned Kayshawn. I I still think that out of the receivers, that 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 one surprised me that he's coming back. So it makes me think that his quarterback's going to be there. Mm-hmm. A full off season of these guys working out together. I think they really came on strong toward the tail end of the season. So that's another guy that I expect well over a thousand yards receiving next year. And it's going to find himself on a lot of lists. Yep. Well, Hey buddy, that's all I got on this episode of the show. I know it's a late one. You're probably, you got your head already on the bed. <laughs> you got anything else before we hop off the line? 
No, man, this is, uh, you know, we're not, I mean, there's stuff going on this week. We're going to have some games next Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it, you think it's slow, but it's not, man. There's somebody was talking about these schedules. I can't remember who tweeted this, but, you know, you got coaches not only trying to recruit right now, but they're they're trying to get the transfer portal folks in. They're trying to keep their folks from hitting the portal. I mean, these coaches are also trying to get together uh, uh, bowl practices. It's just this is a hectic, hectic time of the season with the holidays approaching and everything. But we this is also where your your team's built, man. This this um, this NIL this this transfer portal is a, is the new chapter of college football, and I would argue bigger than than uh signing day man i really do i think now you've you kind of got a baseline you know what most of these kids can bring to your team and a lot of programs are going to be able to shape up so uh this is this is going to be huge huge week and uh any news just keep uh the twitters keep looking at that uh check out the youtube channel if you're not uh subscribed to it be sure to get on that sec uh podcast and hit subscribe uh, subscribe uh mike's been doing an excellent job getting videos out there so any news we got we send right to you guys yeah and one final thing on that on that vein shane i mean we not even really considered much of it but who knows once these bowl practices start heating up once these bowl games are played there's probably a lot of players that may have one foot out the door you know what i mean and and they're waiting for the bowl game they're waiting to see where they fit into these bowl practices and if they're not happy at the end of it i mean this portals brother it's open till uh, mid-january so yeah we ain't done with guys jumping in Uh -uh. jumping out you know i mean we're seeing commitments left and right here but uh man we got a long way to go with all this you know what (laughs) it's like the nfl you know you i don't really follow it in the off season and then you turn on you're like who the hell is this guy wasn't he at philadelphia last year when did that happen so (laughs) it's gonna be like college football like wasn't he at Ole miss anyway (laughs) well brother i think that's a great place to end this one really appreciate each each and every one of you for continuing to check us out i appreciate you shane hopping on late to get this one out we'll catch you on the next one all right, see you guys. No balls. So, but then you'll watch something else, and it'd be like, I'm trying to think of one that's like maybe really. Like, sound. Did you ever see Paranormal? What's it called? Paranormal Activity. No, I didn't watch that one. Where it's like in a house, and they're like watching you. Well, like, uh, there's one called Hush. Oh, uh, have you oh. Ever seen that one? Is is that that's with the deaf lady, right? Yeah, that's fucking real, man. That's a real <laughs> situation that could really happen. So yeah. next next time you're in the woods, you're probably thinking, man, what is some sicko <laughs> is just sitting there watching every move you make, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it makes you it makes you question life sometimes. So those are the, those are the kinds of those are the scary movies I like, the ones that you you could really see happening. You know, because some of them I'm, I'm watching and I lose interest. I, I really do. Um, one of the best ones, though, and that's not realistic, is is like the ones that did the Annabelles and stuff. Yeah. That that whole that whole setup. They've got a good thing going. A, a friend of mine was with, yeah, like the Conjuring. A friend of mine saw the real Annabelle. I'll send you a photo. She sent it to me this weekend. <laughs> okay. It doesn't yeah, look anything like the uh, like the movie, but. It's kind of cool to see the real one. Oh, shit. That's based off a real thing? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck that, Mike. Don't send that to me. I don't want to see that. Damn, here, I thought it was not real. No, it's... Oh, it, that's based off real stuff? Yeah. I, that, yeah. Um, the first one, The Conjuring, is definitely real. The, I know the Annabelle doll is definitely real. Those those are nope. real people, those two doctors. Nope, 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 Mike. I ain't, nope, don't send me none of that shit. I don't want to see anything that's kind of real, you know? <laughs> because when I go to sleep, you know, you see the clothes that are sitting in the corner of your room. <laughs> I swear to God, it's Annabelle running around. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Damn, this is what we should do sometimes on slow days. Just fucking cut loose and people like that. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Go ahead and start start recording in case there's any more gold that comes out here. 